Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson. How's everyone doing today? Uh, I wanted to talk about how the Steelers practice squad is shaping up, and then I got a couple little fantasy nuggets for you guys. I would imagine a lot of you are, these are Steeler nuggets, fantasy Steeler nuggets in the second half of the pod, but um, I assume many of you, as I am, are doing your fantasy league drafts this weekend and all that good stuff. Tis the season, so we'll, we'll talk about a couple Steeler nuggets for that. So, uh, I mentioned Fahoko yesterday. That was really the only news I had had. And now they added Anthony Brown, a veteran corner from the Cowboys that I don't say it's similar to the King move. It isn't. It's not quite as, you know, as impressive I mean, or as impactful. But Anthony Brown's been around the league and he's been a quality NFL player. He has some versatility as well. So clearly they're reinforcing their secondary with whatever they can get, guys that they can kind of trust. I mean, they're not stars, but they're quality guys that you can put out there and be just fine, you know? So uh, I thought that was great. Um, some other practice squad notes, Luke Barku, the cornerback, this guy kept growing on me, man. I mean, he was a really good XFL player. He's long, he's lean, he's just an outside guy. But just watching practice, I didn't know who he was the first week. And then he keeps showing up and then he keeps saying his name. And then every day you're saying his name. So great that they brought him back. And overall, I think these names that we're going to talk about now are the names you wanted to hear. You know, the returning training camp Steelers. Uh, Barku is one of the tops in that list. Greg Bell's a running back. Um, I'll be honest. He didn't wow me. Um but he was productive in college, and you need another back on the on the, the team slash practice squad. I don't know if he's special team capable, but that one didn't really move the needle for me. Um, Anthony Brown's next on the list. We're just going through these alphabetical. We talked about him earlier, but I did just want to mention here, this is the, the bio the Steelers put out on him, was Brown was drafted by the Cowboys in the sixth round of the 2016 draft, so he has been around. Played 12 games in 2022 before suffering an ACL injury. In his first six seasons, he played 82 games, starting 57. He has 324 career tackles, 260 of them solo stops, four sacks, nine interceptions, including one return for a touchdown in 2021. Again, I mean, he's played in 82 NFL games. So, Anthony Brown could be somebody you need to know. Fahoko, we talked about yesterday. That was my favorite. Again, he was my best player they cut award. 
Um, Des Fitzpatrick was a receiver I liked coming out of Louisville. Pretty, really productive there. Um, has reinvented himself a little bit as a mid-round pick. You know, the Titans drafted him in the fourth round, I think. Um, but he re- when I say reinvented himself, he's was a pretty good contributor for the Steelers preseason on special teams. So he's an interesting guy. Maybe he gets a call up at some point if uh, Boykin gets hurt, something like that. He's not as big and physical as Boykin, more of a pure receiver. Jonathan Marshall's a defensive lineman who I also liked coming out of Arkansas. He's got some ability um, with the Jets for a while. Showed up reasonably well in practice. Um, David Perales is another guy that I kept saying his name over and over watching practice being on the air. Didn't know who he was to begin with. And then he's one of those guys we often talk about that's getting tons of special team snaps in each and every preseason game, which, I again, I think is very telling that they care about him. They want him. He's, he's an edge. Uh, they're calling him a linebacker here, but he was a name I was very happy to see come back, as was Trenton Thompson, a safety with some length. Uh, he's another guy that kept showing up, kept showing up, get, kept getting more special team snaps, kept getting more special team snaps. So those are the things you want to see. And then they bring him back, and that just kind of assures what we were thinking all along, that maybe he's got a chance. You know, the safety room's not the deepest in the world. You could carry five at times, too. So... Um, again, interesting young player. Maybe he's more of a for next year guy, but I'm glad Trenton Thompson is back. And the same is true with the last one they've announced so far is Rodney Williams. Part of me thought when they caught cut Gentry that maybe Rodney Williams was going to make the original team much different than Gentry. He's more of a lean waisted 235 pound, 240, maybe move tight end. But he kept making plays every day, too. And then they started really incorporating him on special teams, which is telling that they must have liked what they saw, as I often tell you. So he's an interesting guy, especially with Gentry out of the equation. Maybe you're, you're going to want three tight ends on the roster at all times. And Hayward, of course, is a tight end, but he's also a fullback and does all these different things. And Williams doesn't look anything like Washington or Gentry, but... He's a good football player that, again, made an impact time and time again watching practice. So, quick break here, and then I got some little Steeler fantasy nuggets for you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, I'm sure you guys know, I guess these aren't super fantasy related. I got them from a fantasy site. But Kenny Pickett, 2.2 scrambles per game. Scrambles, not the same thing as a designed run. Scrambles per game. Seventh among quarterbacks. I don't know if all you guys look at Pickett as one of the 8 to 10 best scrambler running quarterbacks in the league. But he is, and he does it often, and he's good at it. 
Um, his 2.9 turnover-worthy play rate when pressured was the second lowest among quarterbacks. I told you his turnover-worthy play rate was really low during the second half of the season, but when pressured, second lowest among quarterbacks, and that's for the whole season. Did a lot of really good work under pressure. His 6.69 big-time throw rate against man coverage, which is usually where rookies struggle the most, fourth in the league. Big-time throw rate against man coverage, fourth in the league. This is for the whole season. This isn't just after the bye or any of those type of disnomers. Um, Deontay Johnson ranks in the top seven in both routes run and targets per game over the past two seasons. So he runs a little over 37 routes per game and gets targeted 9.3 times per game over a two-year stretch. Nine targets a game is a ton. Top seven in both those categories. George Pickens gained at least 20 yards on just under 33% of his receptions. Best rate among all wide receivers in the league last year. Gained at least 20 yards on like one-third of his receptions. Pretty good. However, he was held to three receptions on fewer in 12 games. and ha- I'm sorry, he had three receptions or fewer in 12 games and had four to six receptions in his other five outings. Not getting the ball enough. Also not separating enough. Pat Fryermuth has been targeted on 22% of his routes. That ranked fourth out of 28 tight ends with at least 300 receiving pass routes since 2022. So of all the tight ends that ran 300 routes or more, it's 28 of them. He was fourth in terms of percentage of targets per route. He's been, people don't think of Fryermuth this way either. He's been particularly good at making defenders miss tackles with the fourth, fourth most avoided tackles per game over the last two seasons. I mean, rookie tight ends do nothing. So he, only three guys have been better over the last two years at making defenders miss, which, or running them over, you know, just making them miss tackles in any way. Uh, he graded relatively well for a young tight end with a 74.8 receiving grade as a rookie and a 78.3 grade in his sophomore year. So it went up and he was already good to begin with. That's obviously pro football focus. Um, his 27.2 pass routes per game was only the 16th most, though, among tight ends last year. Gentry came in at 49th most. Remember, though, there was like a two or three game stretch there. The Friermuth was playing injured and his snap count was real low. I think that distorts that a little bit. And then here's the last thing I got for you today. Part of Fryermuth's success will also simply depend on the Steelers' offense. He ran only 20 routes last season when the Steelers were within 10 yards of scoring, ranking 21st among tight ends. Like, that's a little alarming. You know, I mean, you're 10 yards and in, and he only had 20 routes in that area of the field. That was 21st among tight ends. I would expect that to change dramatically. All right, everyone, uh, that's going to do it for me this week. I'm going to Deep Creek for Labor Day for my fantasy draft with all my high school buds and hope everyone is having a wonderful and safe holiday. Take care.